Healing now arriving. What's up, you guys? You're now tuning in and J-Ray Don't Play. It's been a minute and it's been a while since I've talked just briefly by myself. And this episode today is about triggers and something some things have come up recently where I have been triggered. And here I dive into my depths, my vulnerabilities, my flow. Instead of suppressing my triggers, I show you my vulnerability. And if this resonates with you, it will resonate, I know for sure, with the right folk. It takes one to reach one, and it takes one to reach many. Stay tuned after these messages. Jerry Don't Play, out. Okay, everyone, thank you for coming back and tuning in with me, Jay Ray. Uh, here today, I am going to be speaking about my vulnerabilities on my triggers that have just been something that I've been feeling recently. Um, there's this article that I saw at... Let's see this website, theoverwhelmedbrain.com. I was trying to find why I was feeling the certain ways that I was feeling. And I really wanted to understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling to, to just really get me. And I wanted to understand how I could feel better because I wanted to avoid my frustrations that I was feeling. And I feel like it has been affecting me in my relationships. And it's um, in many places. And I feel like I needed some clarity. So this is what I did. I Googled it and I got to this website called the Over com, and this is what i found i'm just go over some of it so the first one is just stating like um what is your trigger like your old programming takes over it's like triggers can be good or bad um this one is one of the bad feelings that came about and that's why i was triggered so let's go on Triggers are typically childhood beliefs that aren't necessarily true anymore and need to be addressed to save my relationships, whether, you know, it be with a friend, significant other, or even family. Because a lot of these things were from when we were a child and then were reinforced. And this article addresses in eliminating emotional triggers in our relationships. Um, it's pretty long. And when I was reading it, I only went probably like halfway because I noticed how healing it was to just read. And it says here that your behavior changes, motivation changes once you really just dived in deep. And I feel like this is like shadow work. So 
it says here that they want us to experience our life with clarity and purpose, not cloudiness from being alternative emotional state, which is basically what happens when you get triggered. And that's really true. I want to live purposeful with clarity. Think about a trigger as something that upsets you. For example, you might get triggered when you see a sink full of dirty dishes. You might get triggered when someone leaves their toys all over the floor. Or you can get triggered when you see toilet seat up. When triggers happen, they change our mood. They change our behavior and our state of mind. Many of us walk around in a continuously triggered state, causing us to see the world through clogged filters. And we can't see clearly. We find it hard to make decisions and to do behavior from a place of clarity. So this person goes and comments about his um, relationship that he believed was the soulmate of his life. And he goes and dives deep about the relationship that he had with her and how she was addicted to sugar and he didn't really take it seriously at first. And then eventually it kind of affected him because uh, he was in a house with an alcoholic and things were revisited and of that addiction that he saw it started affecting him where the person wanted more and more of a certain thing it caused him like a fear emotional eating trigger caused his fear that he was trapped with someone he couldn't control their behavior and he believed that when someone was addicted they couldn't really love them i feel like for me my trigger was is activated when folks walk away from me. When folks walk away from me, I feel like the trigger that is activated is a fear of abandonment, a fear of someone not liking me, a fear of that things are not going to work out, a fear that they're mad at me. Um, and these things are, it can be true, but at the same time, we don't know if it's true or not unless we, like, communicate with the person what it is that they're feeling. Like, are they communicate? are they triggered by something because of a certain situation, you know, and, um... It's like on both parties to communicate what is really going on. Uh, Like acting out of ego, worrying about my needs not getting met and upset that the other person is not going to love me. So that could be reacting out of ego or that's what this gentleman does he reacted out of ego worrying about his needs not getting met and upset that the woman loved sugar which meant that she didn't love him 
he could have responded out of compassion, supporting her, asking her what she needed from me, from him. That's what he said. So responding out of compassion. When you are triggered or when I am triggered by another individual, I see them walking away from me. I can respond by with compassion and support them on what they need from me. That is one way that I can respond. That is something that is very hard to do. Another trigger of mine is interruption. And I know that I do this too. When there's current moments or there's certain moments when people interrupt me when I'm talking. And or like I'm disrupted disturbed or when I'm speaking on something and folks are going to talk about something else I can go and speak on things on compassion I can respond on compassion and support the other person and asking why they feel they need to interrupt me and I can also just tell them kindly that I have something very I have something that I want to say or maybe I have I don't have the mental capacity or mental state to to be interrupted or I don't know something in the like where it hurts to be interrupted and it's maybe something that we just need to work on together it's just that compassion that I feel is important and it needs to take some time and space for both parties to understand each other. It says that we get into a situation and blame the other person for our triggers. In reality, my triggers were mine and I needed to process and release them before ever having the ability to be there for her with compassion. Oh, okay. So because we have our own triggers, we need to take time to process and release them before having the ability to be there for others. So that's sometimes what we need to do. When we are not in the right mind, we need to have time to ourselves to process and release them before going back to each other to be there for the other and to be compassionate. Hmm. To process. We get into a situation, get triggered, then blame the other person for our triggers. Wow, this is really big. If I did get over my triggers, then I would have a clear head on the best steps to take for me and for us. But I didn't for not for a long time. So one must get over their triggers in order for one to have a clear head on the best steps to take for the both of folks. Almost from the very beginning of the relationship, this man was triggered. 
While triggered, he couldn't feel open and free to love and be happy. Being triggered was like being held back from happiness. When he was triggered, he wasn't able to express his full passion for and love for his partner. I wasn't, he says that he wasn't there for her and he was only watching out for himself. And for seven years, he was continuously triggered. For about seven years, she closed off from him bit by bit. Wow. The person whose behavior you're triggered by closes off little by little because they feel less and less safe around you. Let me read that again. That's what happens when you're triggered in any relationship. The person whose behavior you're triggered by closes off little by little because they feel less and less safe around you. says here that we got married in three years then got a divorce after four years she closed her heart to mine because i couldn't open mine and before i was able to release my major triggers and became more open free able to love from a whole new place inside but by that time she could not trust me inside her heart again so i was closed out permanently this is how it happens when we get triggered. We slowly, surely cause the other person to take one more step back away from us so that they can protect um, themselves from us, even if their behavior is the cause of our trigger. Whoa. So when you choose to address your triggers, that's when things help out to repair the damage hmm. all right so it goes to this next step next process a trigger is someone is something is what happens when someone says or does something that causes a negative emotion to suddenly arise in you it's the sadness, maybe even rejection you feel when someone, when watching someone you love pick up a drink when they promise you they'd never drink again. Oh, I hear that. It's what happens inside you when you find out your business associate stole from you. Dang. Triggers are those sudden negative reactions that rise up within us. We hope or expect is not met. Triggers are stored in deep in our consciousness, mind, conscious mind, subconscious mind, just waiting for a familiar situation to appear so that it could be activated. It could be also, a trigger can be something positive like laughter. Hmm. A trigger is usually created because of a survival need. It's so interesting. So, survival need, mostly from 
children. Like it came from when we were being when we were a child. I'm reading through this right now. They are emotions and feelings that get shot out. Oh, snap. These bad emotions are usually from long ago. They are appropriate for a certain time in our life, but may no longer be applicable anymore. They were based on different circumstances and when we were younger and less capable of handling ourselves. Ah, we brought them with us in today where we are no longer children trying to figure out how to survive but we're adults relying on childhood beliefs to get us through some very adult situations wow this is so insane imagine that we rely on childhood beliefs to get us through child adult adult situations we take what we learn to respond as child children into our careers relationships in other words and we wonder what's wrong with the world because our only filter is what we see when we are triggered wow if you've ever been abused in a way you know what i mean triggers coming out of nowhere and soon you're wanting to run away and the people exhibiting the behavior that is causing your triggers may not even know what's happening to you their behavior could be completely unrelated to your trigger, but similar qualities and components that you find disconcerting or threatening. Wow. And that's the hardest part, but there are typically old negative beliefs that creates havoc. Wow. But the good news is once you figure out that the trigger is basically, wow, or two toward Eliminating that then the story and we'll go there shortly. Oh my god, this is amazing. This is amazing. Wow. I am like copying this because this quote is amazing. And I'm going to save it because it makes me feel Happy to read this quote. Wow. That is amazing. Okay. So just because it happened before, don't mean it's going to happen again. And soon you're wanting to run away. Triggers come out of nowhere and soon you're wanting to run away. And the people exhibiting the, the behavior that is causing your triggers may not even know what's happening to you. This is amazing. Dang. When you're triggered, old programming takes over. There's part of you that still believe it's younger and can't handle what's being thrown at you. You believe that what used to be true still is. 
For example, I used to believe that people who drank alcohol were dangerous and scary to be around. I also believed that when they drank, they didn't like or even love me. The reason I believe that is because when I was a child, I never got love or attention when my stepfather drank alcohol. I took this belief into my adult life as a trigger. This trigger contained within it all sorts of emotions like sadness, fear, loneliness, and I'm sure a few other things. Wow. When I was around someone, especially a romantic partner, and they drank, I suddenly felt sad, afraid, and lonely. They would rather be with alcohol than me. Wow. Your triggers were most likely created when you were a child. When something happened that caused you to be upset, the more impactful it was, the more likely a trigger was formed. And the more it was repeated, the more trigger was reinforced, causing you to be really sensitive to circumstances similar to what created your trigger in the first place. Damn. When you were a child, something happened that caused you to be upset. Happened. Your triggers were most likely created when you were a child. When something happened to you, happened that caused you to be upset, the more impactful it was, the more likely it was triggered. Likely a trigger was formed and the more it was repeated, the more the trigger was reinforced, causing you to be really sensitive to certain things. Wow. Oh my God, wow. This is amazing. Shoot. This is amazing. For example, if you are dropped as dropped a glass in the kitchen that causes to shatter, your mom and dad came in and yelled at you for being clumsy. Children, and then this might cause you to be super perfectionist or super responsible. Damn. But another trigger that might have been created at the time was that you fear being yelled at. You might cower or just want to get away. Yelling could mean a number of things, but being triggered and fearful when someone yells is not a fun place to be. Wow. They rarely get evaluated. Emotional triggers are almost always created when we were children, but the problem is they rarely get evaluated in the circumstances. In this example, someone could be yelling, but it could mean anything. The trigger still kicks in, causing you to feel a certain way. It's this feeling that usually gets us down. It's this trigger, this thought, association between happening now and what happened long ago.
is to be recognized when you are being triggered. So, one of the first and usually most difficult steps when wanting to avoid coming from trigger places is to when to recognize when you are being triggered. This step is difficult because trigger is an unconscious response, meaning you're unconscious to me happening. And just suddenly feel negative emotions come on. In order to recognize when you're being triggered, first ask yourself if anything in your relationship triggers you. Just think of a bad feeling you get when you so does something. Wow. If not, just think of your intimate. There's always someone who triggers something in you. I have a relative that obligates me to do things for other people. It's actually annoying and triggers me. It's not strong trigger, but it's there. So when you have someone in mind, think about that trigger. What emotion comes up? Is it anger, sadness, fear? Think of the emotion or emotions that come up for you. What are they? Just notice what they are. This is the first step. Recognize the trigger and identify what emotions come for you. There must there might be other mixed thoughts, but few of us. So step one. Step one. Recognize the trigger emotion feeling. If you've identified the trigger and emotion, the next step is to ask yourself and then work on what is the earliest memory I have of this feeling? What is the earliest moment I have of this feeling? I'm also taking notes while at the same time speaking on this. Think about your past to recall what your earliest memory is feeling. Can you come up with anything? Even if you can't, sometimes you can come up with an age or a certain time in your life. Getting to the earliest memory can be a crucial process. Whether it be before you were born, when you were born, past life, even though it might sound strange, but just in our subconscious stories, these memories is what's important. If your subconscious thinks it, that's the very first time before your birth, then just go with it. That's what you go with. Whether the memory is really during or before birth does not matter. Again, the subconscious mind organizes memories in the way it wants to organize. Wow. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. If you listen to the um episode on repressed emotions caused harm to the body, you may remember. I said that thoughts need to flow, not be resisted. Otherwise, you create obstacles in your mind and body. Flowing thoughts keep your internal systems moving. Mm. 
Resisting what you can't, what you think can't possibly be true, slows your systems down. Thoughts are creations in the mind to help you process information. They are what happens inside to help you remember things, organize, prioritize, and even learn, grow, and heal. So no matter what they form come in, there's always a message in every thought. So just like there's a reason and moment and time and when the trigger is formed, there's a reason moment thought is formed. Wow. So just like there's a reason moment in time when a trigger is formed, there's a reason moment thought is f- Wow. So just like there's a reason and moment in time when a trigger is formed, there's a reason and moment a thought is formed. Wow. So just like there's a reason and moment in time, there's when a trigger is formed, there's some reason and moment a thought is formed. That statement right there, yo. Damn. Holy snap. So if your mind thinks you were six when this trigger was created, go with it. If your mind thinks it was created in past life, 20 generations, go with it. Whoa. That's insane. So just like there's a reason and moment in time when the trigger is formed, there's a reason and moment a thought is formed. It doesn't matter what's real. It matters how the brain is stored the information. I once had a friend meeting me 21 lifetimes ago when she went to visit the moment her asthma started. It's pretty weird, isn't it? What? Well, I didn't question whether it was true or not. I just had to go with it. Remember meeting me 21 lifetimes ago when she she went to visit the moment her. Once she did, her asthma disappeared. What the fuck? How did that happen? The answer is going beyond what happened just before that sugar swarm. I'm getting to that next. Oh my god, this thing is fucking giving me a heebie-jeebies. Now that we have some sort of age or period of time where we believe the trigger started, the next step is to recall what happened just before everything that led up to the event started. Holy snap. In other words, if you remember what happened that caused the trigger to form, do you remember what happened a day or a week or even a year before that? Yo, (laughs) this is like diving deeper and deeper, which is very similar to what I did before when I went to like this Wellness Vibes event. Do you remember what happened before a week, before a month? Or a year. Do you remember what happened a day or a week before that? Well, you see what happens in our mind and why triggers are so powerful and pervasive is because we tend to never go beyond and before the trigger in order to get triggered. Wow, that sounds please. Let me explain a little better. Let's say you 
the trigger formed at six years old when you were triggered today. The thoughts and emotions that come up are from the time you were six years old. If you're at work and someone looks at you funny or say something that triggers you, the reaction you had at six comes out. Isn't that interesting? We actually regress in age and behavior when we are triggered. Let me repeat that. We regress in age and behavior when we are triggered. Yo, this is dope. This is like was meant to be for me to read because it knows I'm triggered. When my ex-wife would reach for the tweets, I regressed about five years old to a time when I was scared, felt alone, and felt unloved because my stepfather reached for alcohol instead to reach for me to give me a hug. Wow. Damn. Wow. Damn, this is insane. When I got triggered by my ex-wife just a few years ago, I felt like I was a five-year-old again, as if I were in the same situation. This old belief I carried with me well into my 30s. Triggers cause you to repeat emotions and behaviors that you had when you were younger. There are time machines in your mind. Holy shit. Triggers are time machines in your mind. My point is because that we regress to time younger than who we are now. I never regressed to four or three because my brain knew that the way to respond was created at five. My brain knew that I was coming up with a situation. It's almost like a straightforward stimulus when like you're driving. That's also a trigger. You see a police car on the road, you get triggered. A reaction that occurs, press a triggers phenomenon, and turn around. So what we need to do is tell the brain to refer to the past before your trigger was formed. We need to say to our brain, okay, brain, the next time I am triggered, go before a six-year-old or whatever the time period is for you and look for your response there. So when you are triggered today, the brain has the ability to travel to a time before the trigger has ever formed and figure out another way to respond. This exercise to help you remember the time period that you believe that trigger was formed and recall what happened before that event. Or at least go back in your mind before that event got created and before your trigger ever happened for me, I'll do my best to remember that what was like before the age of five, before Ed. Okay, now I'm going to think about it. So my trigger is basically recognizing the trigger is um, when people walk away from me. I feel sad. I feel mad. I feel upset. I feel confused. What is the earliest moment I have of this feeling? Um, I'm seeing like thinking about probably when I was like 12 and my mom and dad were just fighting. And I see her walk away, and I could 
I just see her getting hurt. Do you remember a time before that? That's happened. Thinking about that. Is there any other times that has happened? My grandma? My grandpa? I think my aunt. I see my auntie fight with my auntie. Walk away. And I felt sad when I see folks walk away. It just makes me feel sad when folks walk away and other folks hurt the other person. And I haven't worked, acted like that. I just always, for me, I just like take a breather and I walk away right back or like I just wait and try to give compassion to the other person that is walking away try my best to be there for them so I think I'm doing well doing for my part I'm doing better than what I've seen in my own eyes what are other things interruption I think in my Recognizing when I wasn't, I guess I was interrupting other people, they would feel mad. I, I, I can't really think of a time when I was being interrupted that much, can I? Oh, I, I guess it was the same thing. It was like a mutual thing. Do you remember a time before that in this high school? Just didn't like it. I don't like the feeling. I guess I could be compassionate to that. Okay. I guess a small problem. Okay. All right. I'm going to somewhere. Mm, our brain stops at that place and we create a scenario today, producing emotions today as if it were on the same event. Mm, I know that sounds absolutely really abstract, and I apologize. But when you these words, new patterns are forming in your brain, even if you can't understand or follow everything you are reading, your confusion creates new patterns. Wow. Sometimes healing needs to take place at a deeper level of thought where your conscious mind gets out of the way so that you can have happier, more productive. Oh. That's crazy. Anytime someone triggers you today, you respond from yesterday, so to speak. That's because the brain loves to remember patterns. Once the brain stores a pattern, it refers to it every day. So it doesn't have to spend the energy creating a new pattern. 
But what's interesting is the brain also loves to create new patterns. Oh, the brain follows existing patterns of behavior. You know, the kind you created when you were so young, so it always responds the same way. But it also likes to create new patterns, which is exactly what we're here to do today. Holy snap. So let's get back to the original event that caused the trigger. How old were you? Was it even during this lifetime? Huh? Oh, original. Remember, the brain doesn't care if that's a silly question or not. Just ask and see what comes up for you. Once you have that time period, like I said before, go back a day, a week, or a year before the original event ever happened and realize that the thoughts and emotions aren't there. Do you know what I'm saying? Have they disappeared from your thoughts and minds? And if you're still feeling anything when you go way back in the original one, go back even further. In fact, go back to a point where you are feeling nowhere near those or bad feelings. Well, this is just in your mind, remember. It's actually a journey that you take through your subconscious mind to return to a time before the sequence of a place to take place to realize the emotions weren't there at a certain point in time, the trigger was one at a moment, but way before the moment is when there wasn't that trigger. You can't seem to find those bad feelings when because they're in a start. If you're a little lost by all this, don't worry, you're in the right place. Your brain is creating a new pattern. Holy shit. Some things that waking you up. But. The pattern is the connection between getting triggered now and what it refers to you in the past. If something triggers you today, imagine if you didn't regress to that period in life when the trigger was formed. Imagine if you're framed. That'd be nice, huh? If you think of a trigger as a belief attached to emotions, set emotions, and when you trigger that, you are just accessing an old belief that will happen if your brain tries to access a new belief with you, new good feelings and emotions. Will you feel good instead? So we're doing what we can to do break patterns, break patterns that are no longer useful. Once you break the association, you feel because of the trigger, you can make decisions from a place of clarity. When you are clear, you can respond to situations without cloudiness or bad feelings or triggers. That means that if there is a situation where someone used to trigger you, you can still determine if you want that situation in your life anymore. An example of that is, let's say you don't want your partner or someone close to you to do the drugs. Then you find them with drugs in their pocket or catch them with doing them or whatever. You might normally get triggered, then respond from that triggered place. You might feel sad and hurt, but because you may still love them, you may feel sad and hurt in place of clarity. Hmm. You don't like to feel sad or hurt. So you stay in the relationship hoping you'll feel, you'll soon feel happy again when this particular event passes. This scenario could replay over and over and again as it often does in toxic relationships. However, if you don't get triggered, at least with the same intensity as you normally would, you can respond from a place of clarity if you weren't nervous, emotionally tiger triggered. Do you think you would be more confident in what you want for yourself? 
do you think you can stand up and tell the other person what you want in your life and in your relationship? Oh. When you aren't in trigger mode, you have a clear perspective of what you want in your life. You're not coming from a place of hope and inspiration. You're coming from a place of conviction and certainty. You lay your cards on the table and wait for a response. In other words, not being triggered when you catch them doing drugs. You can say, hey, if you don't want to do drugs, you can be alone until you're ready to grow up. If you want to do drugs, when you get to that point, let me know. Wow. In other words, not being triggered when you catch them doing drugs, you could say, I'm just doing drugs use as an example. For me, I stay in trigger mode almost my entire marriage. This affected my compassion towards my, it also affected my sexuality, my mood, my support for her, almost everything. I was triggered whenever she reached for sweets. So that meant I had my radar on all the time. I used to be very judgmental about it. But once I judged those judgment, by doing exercise like this, I came to a new place inside myself, accepted that as her issue, not mine. I became compassionate towards her and stopped judging her. This helped me stop being so self-centered and more open about her process. I spent so many years being clouded by my own bad feelings and judgments that I never saw beyond my fears. Once my triggers were gone and I didn't have any fears to draw from, I was able to move forward in the relationship. She recognized this, and I remember the first time she really recognized this because she was sure that she would, should do now. She was so used to me being triggered that she developed responsive behaviors to my triggers. Now that I was no longer triggered, she didn't know how to respond. I felt bad for having put her through so much of my own crap, but it was kind of funny watching her figure out what to do now that I wasn't being triggered because much of her behavior was dependent on my triggers. This is why it's important to recognize that when one person changes or evolves in the relationship, the other person has to change or evolve too because their behavior is always dependent on the other's behavior. One person no longer gets triggered, the other person has to learn new behavior. Wow, it was freeing to lose those triggers, but at the same time, there was an adjustment period we had to go through. You know my story, you remember that. After I learned to all let all my triggers go, she had already decided she wasn't returning to the relationship, so it was too late for us at that point. That can happen. Your triggers can push someone away to the point of no return. Being triggered all the time doesn't have to be a way of life. Your triggers can stop, and you can have a more rewarding life with the ones you love. So when you think about what it was the way before the first event that caused the trigger in the first place, and can't find those bad feelings way back when you create a new battle in your mind. But how do you notice? We have tested. We have to try on the trigger and see and feel if we have the same response. So let's start our journey back to the present. Through all the years, back into where we are today. We thought about our triggers, or at least one of them, and took a trip back in the point where it was created. May or may not have been remember exactly what created the trigger, but that's okay. Then we went back further in time to make sure that there were no other times before where the trigger had formed. And once we figured out when the first time was, whether or not you've been alive here or before, we went back to experience that it was like not it was 
like to not have those bad thoughts and feelings. Now we're coming back to today. Well, now, when you think about the trigger again and what caused it nowadays, really imagine yourself in a scenario with someone there where you would normally get that old trigger. Go right into that moment with that person in your mind. Make it real. See what you'd see. Hear what you hear. And really make the experience real. Are you there? Now put yourself in the old trigger moment. Does it have the same effect? Is it more powerful or less? Not there at all? Has it disappeared or is it completely gone? We're not one-on-one, so I can't tell what you experience. But you may experience less of a trigger now, or even nothing at all. Regardless of what you experience, this exercise is also helping you create a new pattern in your brain as well. After all, thinking about real scenarios is that bother you in any way even going through the process in your mind step by step is how to follow the pattern your brain knows then it changes the pattern we do the exercise we just did and we can even visualize a different response to something that triggers us over and over again and attempt to rewrite new patterns as well write new wells visualization can work when repeated time and time again but in my experience they usually don't overwrite an old trigger They can, but you must practice them a lot in order for old triggers to disappear. And even then, the the emotions are hard to override. If you notice little or no change when we're playing the trigger in your mind, go through this process again, but go back even further in time, way before anything that had any relevance to the time when the trigger was created. I'll walk walk through the process quickly during the summary. If this made sense, you're probably used to doing this kind of mind work. If you had probably trouble following along, that's actually even better because it helps you form new patterns in your brain, making new habits and process stick better. Either way, there's a new horizon for you along the journey to a stress-free life. Here's something you can use for quick reference. Triggers are like old cassette tapes that play old programs. You get triggered by someone or something that happens and the old play except plays once again. When you're triggered, you are regressing to a younger version of yourself and not a of you. 
We take these triggers that formed years ago to our adult relationships. This problems because of what happens today is not the same context when the trigger was created so long ago. Well, you have this. If you had an abusive mom and dad, then you married an abusive person. You created the same context in which your old triggers will stay active, which is why it's so important to break the pattern of old triggers so you can think from a place of clarity. Thinking from clarity gives you more options and will allow you to see what you can't see when you are triggered, when you can't disregard the trigger moments from the bad thoughts and feelings. You are empowered to engage your assertiveness, confidence, and conviction to state what you want and don't want in your life. Living without the cloudiness of triggers is living the, with passion and purpose. It is a healthy, selfish state instead of an unhealthy, self-centered, fearful state. There is difference as this as selfishness can contain compassion for others, while self-centeredness is more about your own ego, your own wants, needs, fears, desires. Remove the cloudiness, become healthy, make decisions that positively affect you and your well-being. The steps to this entire process are as follows: Think of something that triggers you now. Identify the emotions that get you get from being triggered. Go way back in your mind. If you can't figure out the cause of the trigger in the first place, just think of an age or a time when it might have happened. Once you think of that time, think of the time long before, think about then and here, think of just, just brain waves of store information. Just allow it to go wherever it needs to go to find a place when all those emotions are completely gone now. When you are, when you are away, before any of those old feelings come back to now. Imagine a time when you might get triggered in the future. Does it have the same impact? Are their emotions completely gone? I didn't say this before, but if they have disappeared completely, stock that feeling into place. Sort of like a safe with a combination like lock. This safe is your safe. And whenever you have an experience where that old trigger used to happen, your safe has locked into place what you'll be feeling instead of those old feelings. Hey, this doesn't have to make sense. You can just let old feelings go and allow yourself to feel safe. Now that's something you want for yourself, right? Finally remember that triggers are almost always a creation and beliefs system of a child. When you were young, you learned how to respond to the world. Imagine if you kept all your childhood beliefs, having a childlike Playfulness can make life enjoyable sometimes, but having a childlike fear can be intrusive in normal life. It can wear you down and make you see the world through filters that aren't necessarily truth telling you the whole truth. Triggers are normal responses from our brain, but they don't have to stay in our lives. If they are causing problems, learn to recognize your triggers and start looking inward for a solution, not outward at the world. First step towards the solution is realizing that you are the first step in the process. Learning that my triggers were the actual case of problems in my relationships and not my partner's behavior was that was what changed everything for me. Once I was able to address them within myself, my relationship changed. It had to. I was a different person from that point on. If it were, if I wasn't behaving the way I used to behave, they had to respond differently as well. Every relationship is a dynamic machine that works off 
of each component. Change one component and the whole machine changes. When my stepfather moved out of state, that one change made the entire family more relaxed and at peace. One component system changed and everyone in the family changed along with it. Once you work another process, your own triggers. What would I have taken to save my marriage? What if it started looking at my triggers a few years before it ended? Would that help? I think if I caught them early on, maybe three or so years before it ended, the marriage probably would have slowly worked its way back to, into a healthy place. My wife is trusting more. She may have issues. Hmm. And you could release those, at least diminish them so they don't consume you when they happen. You will see positive change in your life. And you'll open a heart to compassion and maybe a little bit more conditional love. Sugars sneak upon us. They arrive like an old relative we didn't expect. Really start to stink up the place when they're around. Just recognize that you have a trigger is the beginning. But remembering what it was like before you ever had those emotions is the first connection to make to a part of you that was once not triggered. And you can connect with that part of you where you felt good maybe even happy and it may have been a long time ago i realized that you are making a new association you're associating the trigger of today with good feelings you had long ago you can do this i believe in you you absolutely deserve to be happy and not let old programs on your life so let your light shine bright so these old triggers and reveals. Wow. Oh, my heart is so full. That was so good. This was the second time I ever did this. I've did this before. I've done this at another place before. This was amazing. All right, y'all, and that was a podcast for me, J-Ray Don't Play. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.